Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and he is a good conservative. He has his Fox funnels on, but they do allow some other opposing viewpoints to trickle through. Never. Never. Okay. Well, once in a while, he gets to, he's forced to listen to either his son or me and seriously ponder and consider the thoughts that are being offered about. Never. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is Joe. And uh, not a stick in the mud either, I, as you can plainly tell. Never. one 800 is the open line today. You can call us today. We're enjoying nearly open phones, so we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, our program is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll have more to say about them as the program progresses. We've had opportunities to drive around in a Bronco, a new Bronco, and a Mustang, and F-150. So we've driven some of the cars around. I think it's about time that we put Joe in a new Ford Expedition, the uh, boat-like vehicle with the V8 engine. It easily oh, hey, breaks. We have two of those in the Borough Schmokendale, our our police department, which were purchased from Sunbury Motors, and they are outstanding. They're probably explorers, but that's another topic. Well, uh, what did you say? Expedition is... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I thought you said explorer. I humbly apologize for paying less, less attention to you than Yeah, ignoring me, in other words. Why should today be any different? Well, okay. You're right. I mean, let's face it. Why should today be different? Now you know how your lovely bride feels. All right. So uh, we invite you to do what I've done. Let's go to sunburymotors.com. Drive an expedition. That'll be our next quest here this morning. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phones. We have a couple of emails pending. Uh, we talked about a bad word the other day, and uh, this, oh, where did it go? We had one that was... I don't know. You were in charge of the emails. Did you lose uh, it? I must have accidentally deleted it. Let me well, pull that go. back up. Yeah, there we go. Read that, please. All right. Uh, it says, I am always a day late on your podcast, but a woman in Beavertown on the main street of town had an F. Biden flag, big, covered half of, a pro- half her, <laughs> covered half of her porch. My God, wow. it must have been big. It was there for a few months. They now have put a different one up. I would imagine Beavertown doesn't have any rules about that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we talked uh, quite a bit about the F word and its prevalence in our society. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame. But uh, I, I don't think it's very polite. But, hey, free speech isn't always pretty, right? Well, I know the mayor of Beavertown. I don't think he would approve of that sign. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Democrat? No, a Republican. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. you got a lot of Republicans <laughs> over there. What would you say, three-quarters of the county registration-wide? is Close. Okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it is nearly open phones, the topic of your selection. Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling right in today. You're on the mark. 
Hey there, why? I heard you, uh, well, this morning and many times touting the virtues of uh, the Ramsey Show and everything that he stands for. I'm sure he's a big Democrat, isn't he? Uh, So is Mark. I would not think so. He certainly wasn't happy with uh, some of the proposals of President Biden and the executive orders. But I don't know. He doesn't really talk too much about politics. I would say no. He likes guns. Yeah. (laughs) He has a gun collection. He talks about that. Yeah. He's uh, really pretty neat. And all that old-fashioned trite stuff, you know, like nuclear family and saving your money and Investing in America, and all, <laughs> all that, that old-fashioned stuff. Yeah, you know, hey, that doesn't work, you know. Not that, anymore. Big lie. Uh, but uh, it just does seem, uh, you know, funny that you were touting that. Oh yeah, I think it's a great show. I, well, I highly recommend people give them a listen. I think uh, when you hear working-class families explain that you can be debt-free, I think it's an eye-opener for folks. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But then at the same time, you vote for a party that is, well, uh, doing everything that it can, it seems, to uh, lessen what our free enterprise system could do for us and say that government's going to take it from us, give it back to us, and we wind up better than what we, if we did it ourselves. But is it just the Democrats who are terrible in Washington? I mean, honestly, Joe and I kind of came to a consensus that we are getting... Um, what's the proper word? We are getting that's something to do with skewered. that sign about Joe Biden, yes. right? <laughs> yes, thank you. We're getting skewered by everybody who gets sucked into the vortex in Washington. I, I agree with you. Democrats are, and certainly Joe Biden is is no friend of free enterprise or uh, sound fiscal policy, or well, we'll leave it at that. But um, honestly, I, I don't think we were in much better shape in, with uh, President Trump or any other politician in charge. Well, in the direction we're headed, I mean, if you see some of the uh, taxes that they're going to throw on, what happens is we disincentivize folks who would be um, entrepreneurs who would provide jobs and uh, economic security. And they're undermining that every every place. If you would uh, have a lottery, right, and you want to make the most money, what do you do? Do you lower the jackpot? No, you, price you, of the you cheat. <laughs> what? Yeah, you cheat. You don't give away the money. You just keep it. You fill the balls with water. Right. <laughs> or ink or something <laughs> no. heavy. <laughs> no, but uh, that's what they're doing. I mean, they're uh, upping the taxes and then the prize that you can get. Because our uh, whole economy doesn't depend on rich. It depends on people who want to become rich and the things they do to get there, you know, scratching up there. Now, if we say that once you get there, you're going to have to give it all the government, who's going to do it? And that's uh, the whole thing that uh, I uh, just runs cross Gary into common sense and human nature. Fair enough. Uh, why, uh, anyway, this uh, three-fifths of a human that they throw out as being uh, totally racist, back in our history that we did this and it's still there I must have seen that six times in the last couple of months the latest one was in the item Uh, one of the uh, Lewisburg liberals uh, wrote a piece and in there he said when they show their true colors meaning the white folks 
he uses that to exemplify it. Well, <laughs> that was voted in by the abolitionists to lessen the representation of the Democratic slaveholders from the South because slaves couldn't vote, but they wanted them counted as people for representation. And they're doing this, well, they're going to do the same thing with the illegal aliens when they want them counted in the census. So you think we're going to have illegal aliens count as three-fifths of a person? Yeah, I hadn't heard no, no, that. No, no. How's that going to work? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, one full person is what I'm trying to say. To have them counted as one person in the census, you see what I mean? Well, that I know why they increase. did it. You're right. That the reason you stayed is the reason it was done. It wasn't. It wasn't a racist thing. It was trying to cut the, the influence of the South. Right, but it's touted, and I've seen it a half a dozen times. That where people are writing about it, like I said in the paper there just recently, and they proffer it as being racist. Well, is it not racist to say individuals who are black are only three-fifths of a person? But it, the reason it was done no. wasn't a racist No, reason. I understand its purpose, its reasoning, and the thoughts behind it, and, the re, and you know the crisis that we were in at the time in terms of trying to get this as a passable constitution. I, I get all of that. But is it not racist to say that a black person is three-fifths of a person? Or is, well, that, is yeah. that a fair and just and equal thing to say? Well, not really. <clears throat> okay. From the standpoint of the reason it was done. I mean, it wasn't done because they did devalue the human life. It was done to try and minimize the influence and get some control over slavery. Is the net effect then the end? Is the net effect racist? Not really. Not really. Just Not to me. Because it accomplished the purpose that it was in, tried to, and so that's a perfectly equal and I mean, just let's and face fair it, we way made, to count we made, people. We made a whole series of compromises. The Missouri Compromise, the Compromise of 1850, a whole pile of them trying to keep the Union together from splitting up over slavery. Many things were tried and done. You know, Fugitive Slave Act. I mean, there, there were just a ton of things done to try and hold the Union together. Ultimately, the only thing that would do it is war. And as Abraham Lincoln, what was his famous quote? If uh, one ounce of blood met by the lash is met by another from the sword, you know, that's the way that we had to purge the country. Okay. We had to purge I'm it. just asking. I'm not a history buff around here. To this very day, Lance, do you think uh, calling an individual who is black three-fifths of a person, do you think that is Today racist? Today it would be, yes. Today it would be racist. I'm asking Lance, Joe. Well, You must have uh, misheard. No, I heard. <laughs> yeah, but... I think if I was a slave and I knew why we were doing it, that I'd be right behind it. You'd be happy. And yeah, I, you'd be a happy know, slave. A, what? A happy slave. That's not a phrase you don't hear every day. Well, no, I don't mean about happy, but I mean I would be all for it. That's for sure. I mean, you couldn't vote, and yet you were going to be counted for uh, other people to vote Gotcha. Should we go back to that? Should we go back to that, Lance, where blacks are just three-fifths of a person? Oh, come on. Oh, come come on. on, Mark. You know better than that. Why, why shouldn't we? Well, for obvious reasons. The, the conditions that made that a reasonable thing to do no longer exist and haven't existed for over 150 years. So if years. we did it today, it would be... It would be racist. Oh, but, okay. I mean, you're, you're just a dog chasing his tail on this one. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Go ahead, yeah, Lance. Sure. Okay. Now, another... Uh, real lie that I've heard now <laughs> horrible. They talk about the, well this is this is the mayor of Chicago talking and she said that 42,000 
gun-related murders. That's a pretty good trick, simply because altogether we had 20,000 last year. And yet, I've heard that, I I think, three times. Uh, only the accursed fox straightened it out. So she's perfectly and, mistaken, eh? They're perfectly mistaken, but everybody believes her. Okay. I don't believe her. Huh? Do you believe no. her? Oh, well, I, a lot of people on the left sure do. No, a lot of people. Okay, but not everybody. Okay, we got you, Lance. Thank you so much for calling in. You bet. Take care. Super to hear from you. Yep. 1-800-795-9565. What's your, reality, uh, your reaction to the good remarks that Lance had? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkokid.com. Did you hear that uh, Texas State Senate Representative Senfronia Thompson, one of the Democratic lawmakers that fled Austin for D.C. to deprive the state legislature of a quorum to vote on election integrity legislation, delivered a fiery speech in which she appeared to compare Texas officials threatening her arrest with the act of a slave escaping the plantation. <laughs> is she is she black? Yes. Okay. Well, this, it might. Be, uh, I I heard about this a little you know, bit. People get upset when people compare things to the Holocaust, and here's a black person comparing something totally unrelated to the act of fleeing the plantation as a slave. Well, and she claims black privilege that, you know, you can use the N-word injudiciously if you are black, and uh, she claims the same thing related to this. She can use the slave metaphor if she so chooses. Not really. There's no equi- well, not in there's your no view. no equivalency here. There is no gotcha. equivalency. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on that? We have a uh, lawmaker who says uh, that the individuals uh, leaving Texas had such an import of their feelings that they related to a slave, and they even were singing "We Shall Overcome." As was pointed out, terribly off-key, but they were singing We Shall Overcome, (laughs) hardly attributing themselves. They're talking about their sacrifices. They're staying in $200-a-night hotel rooms paid for by Beto O'Rourke at his political foundation. They flew there on private jets, which, incidentally, do you recall when uh, President Trump had a uh, Rose Garden ceremony for Amy Coney Barrett and some people got – um, COVID vaccine, and the media was calling it a super spreader event. This is horrible, this lack of concern. And yet when these Democrats fly out of Texas on an airplane well, how many are there? with no masks. Fifty lawmakers, right? And how many have COVID? Look it's how, it's look, like a dozen oh, or but look so. how many they've infected. They've infected several White House staffers. Uh, what's so, her name? So um, you're saying, are they super spreaders? And there was a super spreader event, but when... The, when I think when, they qualify. Well, yes, but <laughs> yesterday when the Fox News reporter asked... Uh, Jen Psaki, if it was a super spreader event, she evaded the question entirely. Yeah, one of our listeners says 10% of individuals who attend an event who contract any disease would make it a, what this super spreading 10%. But, but so, Amy Coney Barrett's Rose Garden reception, that was a super spreader event when fewer people actually got the disease. Right. And so now that was this is not a safe. super spreader. It was actually safe to have a maskless event during the height of the pandemic. They as opposed outside. to now, where vaccinated people are obviously enjoying uh, the uh, mild symptoms of the disease. But Amy so they, Coney Barrett's pe- thing was well, outside. Well, we'll have to stipulate, if you're using the same standard, the Democratic flight to Washington, D.C., and then their subsequent spreading it around 
president is definitely super spreader by proportion. Including Nancy Pelosi's entire, almost in her entire uh, PR staff is out because they were exposed to it. <laughs> Which there should be about 600 people on that staff if, uh, if you go by what you hear. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on all this? We are, of course, uh, talking about uh, the uh, liberal left using the three-fifths statistic to talk about the uh, fact that maybe there was a racist bias that went into it, and when, in fact, it was really a, uh, as Joe aptly pointed out, it was really part of a significant compromise to keep progress going. And, uh, of course, the super spreader event that turned out to be the uh, defending the republic, yes, but doing so maskless and super spreading Democrats from Texas are now enjoying spreading it around in Washington, D.C. And they're all holed up in hotels right now, right? Yes, so they have, and they have to dollar a night hotels. And they have to, how much? $200 a night. That's well, the going rate for the hotels they're staying at in D.C. Well, that's about one-tenth what it normally is. Why are they so inexpensive? They're not inexpensive. 200 bucks a night's a pretty salty room. No, no, not in D.C. Look at the, look at the Washington, D.C. Hilton one night. Their cheapest room is about $1,200. One eight hundred. Where are you? Where do you get that? Look it $1, up. $1,200. Look it up. 1-800-795-9565. Yeah, and Shemokin Dam 200 is high. But, Joe, there are – there actually is geography beyond Shemokin Dam. You'll no, you're kidding me. I, yes, oh, I kid you not. You'll have to tell me more during the break. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. And you know not whereof you speak. I know. Prices are way down. That's great. Good yes, for them. Yes. We checked in the hotel rooms in Washington. Most of them are well under $200 a night these right. days. The most expensive one we found was $300 a night. And that's the only one anywhere near that price. And that's the Watergate Hotel. Right. One of our good listeners who lived in Washington, D.C., sends me a note, says prices were once extremely high because of limited availability. But Airbnb and how do you say this? Veribo? It's missing a w- word or something. Because of Airbnb and Veribo, there are many affordable rooms now, plus the pandemic has further Yeah, the Hilton's increased. 108 bucks a night for a regular room. Well, that's worth every penny. So All right, these so, guys yeah, are paying 200 bucks a night, so they're obviously getting some deluxe accommodation, <laughs> right? Right, if they are paying 200. Well, that's true after doing your check. Well, you have to get you have to factor in, you know, what's included. Sometimes they give you a breakfast with this, so that pumps up the price a little bit. But that's a great deal for a hotel. You spend a lot more at the shore. 
But the point is that they're spending it, $200, and they're talking about the sacrifice they're making. We're talking about <laughs> these Texas Democrats who fled Washington, or fled Austin for Washington. Yeah, but they're quarantined. They have to stay in the room. You can't go to the pool. You can't go to well, the those gym. Who you can't have, go to the deck. Those who have tested positive for coronavirus have been exposed to them, have to. Whether the, I don't mm, think the no, entire quarantine. delegation is quarantined because they're having press conferences. They're going to events. They're going out, okay. You know, let's face it, they're behaving poorly. And it was a super spreader event. You saw the picture of them all smiling with no masks on in the airplane, not one mask. If that was a group of Republicans, can you imagine we'd be talking about Neanderthal thinking again? But President Biden apparently doesn't believe Democrats well, they're are all capable vac- of Neanderthal. Aren't they all vaccinated? Yeah, but if you put well, everybody behind in the time, well, they that. say they are, but we don't have any proof. Did you see their vaccination cards? <laughs> I'm just asking you if if we know. I do not know. I have no personal knowledge of anyone's. Well, they say they're vaccinated. They said they were fully vaccinated, but we don't mm-hmm. know that for a fact. Okay. I, I don't know that well, they're they would Texas lie. Democrats. They got to be liars too, right? Is that what you're no, assuming? I'm not saying that they're liars. I'm just saying there's no empirical proof that they've all been vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have a vaccine card. It could be a fraud. Could be. People pay for them. Could be a fake card. So Wouldn't be the first time somebody got a fake ID. So, but anyway, the bottom line is uh, they... They're doing what many, many, many Americans are doing, and they're contributing to an increase in the Delta variant uh, spread. Uh, The lady from the CDC yesterday said that the Delta variant is 83% of the COVID cases that are being spread around the U.S. She didn't specifically say any of the ones in Pennsylvania, but 83% was the number that she used. So this is uh, being spread around. It's more contagious, they say. There was a very testy exchange yesterday. Yesterday between Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. I don't know whether you saw that hearing or saw the cut. I, I find the media being terribly dishonest. They're running one part of it at the end where uh, Dr. Fauci said, if anybody's lying here, Senator, you are. And they're making it sound like Fauci put down Rand Paul. But really, if you listen to the question Rand Paul asked him, he didn't answer it. He evaded it. And Rand Paul probably uh, is asking now for a criminal referral against Fauci for lying under oath to Congress. Oh, is he? Well, good for him. You don't seem to find that concerning or alarming? Well, if Dr. Fauci, of course, you say he's the biggest flip-flopper in history. Uh, no, Joe Biden's flipping and flopping faster and oh, harder he? than okay. him. <laughs> he's the second biggest flip-flopper, so you don't have any respect for him, but I honestly think that he's try- he is a dedicated public servant who has tried to do the best that he could do. Uh, this thing that Rand Paul is trying to say that the U.S. is funding Wuhan research, obviously there's a string of budgetary line items that can lead to Wuhan as we bought... Um, um, what was it, not evidence, what do you call it, uh, fi- testing results and that kind of thing from them that supported a project that we were working on and that everybody, you know, multiple people were working on. But the so, question that was asked... So him, U.S. dollars were used there. The question that was asked of him yesterday was whether, it was, and the reason that Rand Paul insinuated he was lying was because of a... Um, a type of research that increases the effectiveness of a virus. And Fauci denied that they were doing that, but Rand Paul had some pretty strong evidence that they were doing that. No, he doesn't and Fauci know what he's had denied, about. Fauci had denied, well, he's a doctor, you know, he's a medical doctor. Oh, well, then he's got to be perfect in every way. I'm well, sorry. You're, I, saying I that, you're saying that Fauci remarks. is, you're saying that he's the second coming practically. What no, a wonderful no, guy he is. No, I'm just saying he's a dedicated public servant. If he said something in the past, doesn't either, mean he's always right. All right, never mind. 
mind. You're incapable of listening and not interrupting, so I'll give up. But suffice to say, just let me finish one sentence, that he is a dedicated public servant. If you don't like what he says, well, then don't shoot the messenger. One well, of our who's good... the messenger? Dr. Fauci. Oh, you said he's a dedicated public servant. Don't shoot the messenger. Well, I'd say he's... he is the message, not the messenger. All right. I got you. Good point. Uh, one of our listeners says, good morning, gentlemen. My opinion on the display of foul language. I'm a property owner, and I have my property up for sale. I do not want any vulgar speech hanging next to my property that's for sale because it would hinder the sale. Well, it would definitely lower the value of the property if you have a profane neighbor. But what if you have a, a neighbor who has like 100 Dallas Cowboy signs all over the place? Does that hurt your property or value? 17 cars, a boat, three trucks, you know, a bunch of other things on your lawn. That that, that could probably lower the cost of your real estate, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, some people don't like these, uh, you know, this... Uh, all this team display But people stuff. do have a right to, to enjoy their property as they see fit, as long as they don't become overly aggressive in their use of materials. <laughs> Maybe one blank sign would be all right, but yeah, two is F probably going too far. One F word, two F words, that crosses the line. It used to be that one F word would get you an R rating in a movie. No longer the case. Mm. Oh, you can have a PG you with an F? one, yes. One F word with a PG. There's no F in PG, except today there is. We'll continue this conversation. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. It is 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Mr. Rob is on the other side of the glass. Rob Center, a fabulous producer, so we always appreciate his help and hard work. And you're out in your end of the situation, and we invite you to call us. 1-800-795-9565. We talk about Rand Paul and his uh, testy exchange with Dr. Fauci yesterday. We talked about the Texas Democrats being kind of super spreaders, and uh, we can talk about up to now most Republicans weren't interested in getting the jab because uh, they felt it was experimental and dangerous and didn't want to do it, but they're changing their minds, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, we invite you to call us. Topic of your selection, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, and I wish to elaborate about them. I was lucky enough to drive a couple of vehicles, and I invite you to do the same. These are mannequins, and these are vehicles that are kind of tricked out and with some of the different accessories that are available on vehicles. And what you do is you drive one of these, and you find out which accessories you want on your vehicle. Then you order it up, and then they build it at the Ford Motor Company or the Hyundai Motor Company or the Kia Motor Company. They make sure that you have the exact vehicle coming in a month or so. That is exactly what you want from the Sunbury Motor Company, whether it's a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia. 
Now, they still have quite a few pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition and would love to talk to you about those. So now's your chance to go to sunburymotors.com, talk to the good folks down there like Jason or Ernie and Austin over at the Kia dealership or Jeff Clock down at the Ford dealership, and they'll make sure that you walk away a very, very happy no, customer. you're going to drive away a very happy customer. Oh, that's true. You'll go away, <laughs> and if you're Joe, you'll drive away at a rapid rate of speed in a new expedition with a V8, consuming you, more fuel than humanly possible. And if you're Mark, you will still walk away because you'll be building those cars online, but not <laughs> actually know, buying them. This is so bad. <laughs> yeah, the one time I did walk to the Sunbury Motor Company from home just as part of an exercise. <laughs> so, yeah, don't do as I do. Uh, drive there, trade in, leave new and happy. SunburyMotors.com is their website. In the news today, some gunplay over the weekend has resulted in a criminal charge. 27-year-old Zachary Walls of New Columbia facing a terroristic threats and other charges. Milton troopers say pointed a shotgun at someone's face and turned the gun away, then fired it. And no one was injured. Walls being held $100,000 bail. A police-involved shooting did not result in any injuries to troopers yesterday. The incident began around 5 Tuesday morning in West Hanover Township when the man identified as 34-year-old Mitchell Schuler was firing a rifle at his neighbor's houses. Schuler began firing his gun towards state police when they arrived, resulting in a trooper firing back when Schuler refused in order to drop his weapon. Schuler was pronounced dead at the scene. Police are continuing to investigate. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Statewide and some hospitalizations related to COVID-19 are up slightly. State Department of Health has said there are 280 people hospitalized with COVID-19 in Pennsylvania. That's up 20 from the day before. Geisinger Danville has two new COVID-19 patients and Evangelical Community Hospital has two new COVID-19 patients right now. And the Tribune News Service and, well, just about Everybody's reporting today that more Republicans are now saying they will get the jab now that there are more uh, virulent variances of the coronavirus out here. Here's Sean Hannity last night. Just like we've been saying, please take COVID seriously. Okay, this is a lie that they've been saying all along, this, to take it seriously. He's been saying take it seriously. No, 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 come on, Joe. Anyway, here's the rest of his comment. Just like we've been saying, please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more death. Research like crazy. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, medical professionals you trust based on your unique medical history, your current medical condition, and you and your doctor make a very important decision for your own safety. Take it seriously. You also have a right to medical privacy. Doctor-patient confidentiality is also important. And it absolutely makes sense for many Americans to get vaccinated. I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination. (laughs) All of which is totally untrue. He's been advocating all along that the science is wrong, that the vaccinations are dangerous. They are experimental and shouldn't be taking place. But in any event, if he's getting a vaccine, good for him. But more concerned, Mitch McConnell yesterday, Steve Scalise, uh, you name it, they're all coming around. Well, I think they see, you know, that most of the people who get it these days get this variant that's so much more, so much easier to catch. And I I think they want to stay out of the way of that. So you think they're hypocrites, huh? Well, I'm just saying this. No, this is an evolving uh, 
pandemic is not over yet, so we're covering the news. This is the latest development. Conservatives who well, said can you they wouldn't get it and didn't believe it. Play me an now. audio cut where Sean Hannity said the virus is nothing. <laughs> Just listen to everything up to now. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about hotel rates. I was corrected that my hotel guesstimates for room rates was about 10 years overdue. Uh, now you can get rates for 100 bucks a night in Washington, D.C., thanks to Verbo. Thank you. Somebody sent me a pronouncer on that. And uh, Airbnb. And another listener sends us a note, says, I just checked the Trump International for the current dates and rates. $426 a night to as much as $1,500 a night. But you get free Wi-Fi. I figured Joe McGranahan might opt for a Trump hotel. Yes, Joe. Joe would only stay at the very best. No, I'd like to one of those two hundred dollar room night rooms that the Democrats are in. They You'd probably sound get free good. Wi-Fi there too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. And a breakfast. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Is this a change of heart? Lots of conservatives uh, say that they'll get the jab now. They are now convinced. Stop calling it a jab. It's a shot. Okay, they'll get the shot now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine. A jab is a fight of a punch a fighter throws just to keep you off balance. You know who calls all vaccinations jabs? The British. Right. 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 You, and we are not British. You think they're dumb? I think they have. They also call an elevator a lift, what and they call they? diapers nappies. You want to make, do an all British show tomorrow? And they call cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know what they a call. A fag. Oh, okay. And they call the subway. The uh, tube. Right. All right. What? So have a fag on the tube, mate. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to fag on the tube. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, Mike, thank you for waiting. During Through some frivolity, you are on the mark. Yeah, yeah. You guys just threw me completely off track there with that uh, British stuff. Holy cow. <laughs> I, I don't know. You might be getting some complaints from the FCC later today. <laughs> the, uh, the, the interesting thing that I see about this uh, vaccination talk. Okay. First of all, people like myself, white Republicans, especially olders who wear our politics on our sleeves, we were accused of, you know, hurting the country, wanting to kill people by not getting the vaccination. When the reality of, just like every other Democrat narrative, the reality was the younger millennials didn't want it. Blacks did not want it because they had a distrust of uh, government. And some other different minorities who have roots in countries, that, uh, uh, socialist and communist dictators, they didn't want it either. But for some reason, all the news was white Republican males we're going to put the whole country in jeopardy. And now that they're getting the shots, they've spun the story into mocking us. And, you know, when it comes to mocking, I get called all kinds of names because I'm willing to say exactly what I think. And one of them is this. You just believe what you want to believe. In other words, the accuser says that they have the facts and I'm believing falsehoods. So let me give you the latest example uh, that demonstrates this. <clears throat> Yesterday I had a long conversation. We, I grew up in a you know very blue collar, lower not lower, I'd say lower middle class neighborhood, and most of my friends are are conservative, but a few of them have lost their soul and they become uh, Democrats. <laughs> this the, he said you know, we're talking we're talking about the smoke in the atmosphere, and I mentioned to him I said well you know actually uh, that smoke 
has uh, uh, kind of screwed up the computer models, and we've underestimated the daily highs because it's blocking the sunlight coming in. And I said, <clears throat> believe it or not, there have been some studies done that, you know, people that are really afraid of global warming say that if we put the particulate matter in a certain level of the atmosphere where there's no mixing, it will stay there and actually lower the temperature. And he's like, so you actually advocate pollution. That, that was his accusation. <laughs> and he says, we've done so much. And, okay, now listen, we grew up in the 50s and 60s in the Susquehanna River Valley near uh, Williamsport. And that was a typical summer day we had yesterday with the hazy sky that you couldn't see anything. And you swam in the river that was so dirty that for some reason it, 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 would, it would cure a bad poison ivy case. There were no fish in there except carp suckers and I forget there was one other, one other thing, catfish, okay? That was about it. You couldn't find anything. Now that river is, is one of the best fishing places there is anywhere. It's, uh, fishermen don't even like to tell anybody about it. It's so good. And the air is cleaner, way cleaner than it was there. Now there's other pollutants that have been introduced, but his opinion was, in his mind, this is a guy that says, I only believe what I want to believe. He believed that he grew up in a pristine environment, and over the last 50 years, the Republicans and conservatives have polluted it and ruined it all. So that's the kind of situation that conservatives like myself are, are dealing with. And the thing that drew, pushed me over the line was the Biden administration, when they decided that they were going to be the purveyor of truth, and they were going to determine what's allowed to be said and not said on the, on the public foreman. They crossed the line. They went from censorship to totalitarianism. And it's my belief that the left wing, this, this is, I'm going to close it right here. It's my belief that the left wing of the Democrat Party is controlled by socialists, leftists, communists, America haters, and the enemies of our country. And they are getting control of that party. They're getting control of the narrative. And there's only a few more steps that they need. They need to pack the court, they need to shut down this country, and they need to pass H.R. 1, and they will have total control, one party, and it's going to be the end of the republic and a down, downward slide from there. Now, that's my opinion. There's a lot of facts to support it. There's a lot of people that can argue about it. But I don't think anybody should call me crazy because I'm saying that we're living in perilous times that we have a Washington, D.C. that's interested in controlling us, putting us down, and getting control of the total government and one-party rule by changing the election laws and packing the Supreme Court. So what's wrong? Why, why am I a person that says, hey, you just believe what you want to believe? Well, of course, everybody believes what they want to believe, but some of this stuff is based in fact, some of it's prediction, and I think we're in perilous times, period. You know, you shouldn't hold back, Mike. It's bad for your mental health. You should just tell us how you feel. <laughs> well, the republic is crumbling. I've said it myself many times, so yeah. I think you and I well, and you, Mike you are in up, full agreement. You bring up an int some interesting points. You know, I, 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 I can't say that I believe everybody who's on the left is un-American. I don't. I believe there are many decent people there who just disagree with me. But I agree but with you. But there are some who are un-American. But there are some who are, right, who don't love this country, in my opinion, and some who would uh, do things to harm it in the belief that they are actually trying to help or achieve some greater good. You know, you say you don't like to, uh, what was it you said, I don't, um, you don't believe just what you believe or what you want to believe. Sometimes I believe stuff I don't really want to believe, but I've had, I've seen facts there that indicate to me that I've got to believe it. Well, he voted for President Trump. <laughs> no. Twice. 
Yeah, twice, right? <laughs> what? Well, I don't think you did vote two yeah. times. No, did I you? voted once for President Trump. It's for second time. First time I didn't. <laughs> you know, liberals were for free speech all my life, and now they are advocating censorship. That tells you, I mean, that is a data point that says something is seriously wrong. Okay. What, what, now, do the, what are we censoring? Well, the idea, the idea that the White House can be in control of the social media, which obviously, you know, I've said it many times, most younger people get their news from the phone in their pocket and then social media. And the White House now says that they're the, ter- the determiner of what can be said and what can not be said about COVID, okay? You know, and you go back to day one when people like myself were saying, we really need to look at this lab and the idea that it was a man-made virus and that it originated in a lab. and we, you know, we had 50 scientists or 500 scientists signing a letter to saying people like me were a nut. And now it's mainstream again that it probably did come from the lab. But for the for political purposes, it was allowed to perpetrate that people like myself was a nut for just saying, "Hey, we need to consider this and we need to look at it." You know, so that's that's the point I'm trying to make that the re- reality and the truth is depending on what the left wants to say it is right now and they're getting away with it because they're able to control social media and the the mainstream media too let's face it i mean there's no doubt what was it the one uh, cnn guy came out and said hey basically we were doing everything we could to make sure biden won okay that's the news saying that yeah well that's the truth too they did everything they could to make sure biden won well they kind of abandoned their objectivity it's funny because we saw uh, anderson cooper speak at bucknell uh, early in the trump administration and they had talked about the idea that there was some objectivity to the uh, cnn but obviously they abandoned that all, all right thanks so we mike got one call coming calls. in another one is waiting thank you so much okay, mike. Thanks, thanks, mike. Man. take, take care. care you're the kind of nut that can call every day oh we'd appre- <laughs> oh, we didn't hear it <laughs> But, uh, Mike, hopefully you're back to the radio, and uh, you, you're the kind of nut that can call every day. We love to hear from you, so call again. 1-800-795-9565, the open line. We're talking about uh, the nuts on the left and the nuts on the right and uh, everybody in between. 1-800-795-9565. We have the exchange between Dr. Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul coming up shortly here. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. 
This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. All right, Dr. Fauci and Rand Paul yesterday. I love it. All right. I think you really get a, a glimpse of who Rand Paul is and, and who Dr. Fauci is from that exchange and from well, there was a couple hours of but it. But you really notice crazy. he quibbled about the definition of what a gain of function is. He didn't deny that they were funding it. See, that's one of those non-answer answers. Well, there's no denying that the U.S. paid for some of the results that right, tests he, that are already taken place. The gain of function is what presumably would have increased its spread among humans. And he's denying that they had anything to do with that, but yet apparently they did. Right, but change it. Well, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. You don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> and you're lying. <laughs> right, exactly. And we're both nuts. So between the, between the three of us in no here. No wonder this show's so popular. All right. Uh, let's see. Mike, another Mike from Bloomsburg. Uh, you are. Yeah. Go right ahead. Good morning. Yeah. This is the other Mike. When, when the, now, when the other Mike who was just on was. Talking, he said he doesn't think anyone should call him crazy. I'm going to go out on the limb and say I think he's crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the, you know, my understanding of the hazy day he was enjoying yesterday is because of the gigantic fires burning in the west and the smoke is, you know, shading out the sun a bit. And um, I write for a group called the Green Fire Coalition, and I just did an article on the Susquehanna River, and part of that article. I mean, I question people who, fishermen and fisherwomen, they don't eat anything out of the Susquehanna River. They told me they'll eat things from the feeder streams, like the Fishing Creek, for example. Um, but other creeks, like, say, the Nescopec Creek, is dead, really. It's, it's dead from acid mine drainage, as is the Catawissa. They, they, all three of those empty in the Columbia County, but, uh, um, yeah. So, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I stay a Democrat because every now and then I can vote for someone, but I sort of gave up on the Democratic Party with Bill Clinton as far as being like a true believer of it. I just keep them at arm's length and uh, look at the candidates, but um, I don't think the Democratic Party's out to, you know, keep free speech down. I never, I never thought of doing that. I, I think anybody should be able to speak at a college short of, you know, the, uh, don't yell fire in a crowded theater kind of a thing. But I think we need to hear everybody's thoughts, just like with the, uh, the uh, uh, what is it called now, the critical, critical race, race theory or whatever. Critical race theory. I think all that, all that should be on the table in our school. You know, uh, who started the war? Well, let's get everyone's perspective and let the kids debate and let them figure it out as they go up, become adults. I mean... I don't think anyone should be trying to limit free speech, but Mike, I apologize. I'm gonna think you're a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you do should get together for lunch. But he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> well, and I think All you right. know he really. You both point out what is really clear here is that both sides of these political arguments are creating crises and fear, and you know whether it's COVID fear or socialism fear or you know whatever fear you're talking about, or that uh, you know Dr. Fauci's flip flopped all the time, or that you know. 
the uh, COVID-19 was a hoax or that the vaccine is dangerous. Everybody comes up their own little crisis that's based on a lie and promulgates it as being part of, you know, really an important ideal. And if you don't believe it, as one of our good listeners points out, if you don't believe the same way I do, you are un-American. It's just that simple. And I just, oh, yeah. I just think that's terrible in every way yeah. that everybody's coming That's up with these, these crises that they're doing. Said, the, the Democrats are being led by socialist uh, whatever adjectives he used. I don't know if he said communist Socialist, yeah, communist, right. A lot of, a lot of the uh, people on radio will outright call the Democratic people that. And, you know, I don't agree with that. I think there's a lot of socialism in our government, if you look. A lot of money given to uh, private industry by our government. I've called about this before, the, the uh, corporate welfare stuff. It's, it's, it's blatant and it's, uh, it's really out of control. So, uh, All right. Yeah. Thank anyway, you. One, one of, oh, wait, before you go, oh, no, one, of, one of our other yeah. listeners agrees with you. Tom says, I have my white suit on and I have a big butterfly <laughs> net and I'm headed for Bloomsburg, PA. May need to visit additional locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come back to Snyder County. But you're both from Bloomsburg, so he was talking about the other yeah. Mike. <laughs> Thank you so okay, much. Well, Thanks, Mike. Well, and I, I always make fun of Joe for having the Fox Funnels, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm trying to underscore what we're talking about. The Fox Funnels, yes, they target Fox, but they also change the way you hear everything else. So when you hear President uh, Biden talking about the fact that uh, Facebook is uh, not checking false information. That killing, that's killing people. That's what he said. He right, walked exactly, that back, but right. he said they're killing people. Well, that's fine. That's what he said the first time is correct. They are killing people. False information does lead to deaths in the U.S. There's no argument about that. But the fact Well, there matter, is an argument about that. But the fact is you can't do anything about it. It is free speech and we should not censor uh, Facebook or anybody else. The government should Facebook's a private corporation, and anybody who gets even a molecularly small piece of their health information from Facebook is a fool, and you should know that. How could you, could you with a straight face, go to your doctor, your next checkup, uh, doctor, I've been rubbing gasoline on the top of my head, and, and he says, well, why would you do that? Or she says, why would you do that? And you say, well, I saw it on Facebook. Now, they would laugh you right out of the well, room. What, what is the supposed benefit, just so I know? There is. That it would grow hair? I made it up. If it would grow uh, hair, I'll give me some gasoline. I'll give it a shot. No. And double O. The only thing you should do with gasoline, put it in a V8 and waste it. ASAP. All right, Eric, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. No, doctor, I've been ingesting Clorox because the President of the United States told me that was the way to beat COVID. That's what I'm doing. First, Mike, let's call him Republican Mike, call him Crazy Mike, whatever, but Mike, 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 Mike. I'm also a guy who's been jumping around the river for my uh, 59 years of life. Uh, Yeah, it was hazy back in the 70s, Mike, because of all the coal-burning plants. That's why. And for anyone to try to come on any public forum and state that the Republicans are the ones responsible for the cleaning up over the last 50 years is not just plain out lines or delusional. Uh, as I recall from my political uh, looks, the Republicans have fought tooth and nail against against any kind of a clean-up the measure if it affected big business. My goodness, President Trump was the one advocating clean coal, for heaven's sakes. You know, come on, Mike, let's get with the program here. It, it was due to what the, the Democrats have done to put forth, uh, you know, clean, clean up the environment uh, and, and try to, to uh, make things better. Uh, as for second, Mike, he's absolutely right. I'm a fisherman. I fish the Susquehanna. I do not eat 
uh, fish out of the Susquehanna. First of all, in our area, you can't keep the bass, okay? From, from the power plant on down, uh, you can't because of the regulations, but catch a lot of catfish, which are usually very good eating, known as very good. The, the Fish Commission, if you read their manual, says do not eat more than one per month because of the buildup of PCBs, which remain in the river, I guess, forever. Uh, so, no, I don't eat the fish out of the river. But the river, I can tell you, is a lot cleaner than it used to be. Uh, the air seems to be cleaner. I mean, we have a plant in Shemokin Dam, certainly, Joe, which spews out stuff into the air, but that looks to be steam rather than smoke. And we all remember uh, the days where if you lived in Shemokin Dam, you had to basically take a car and look at wash it every other day because of the soot. Uh, the ash dam, which we, they decided to take the fly ash out of the air and much put over into the area behind Hummel's Wharf, Shemokin Dam. They can't build a new highway because that fly ash is built so deep they can't put pilings into it. That's so, yeah. not exactly true. It was supposed to dry out, and it would have been perfectly suitable, but it didn't dry out. The monitors that PPL put in to the land indicate it was drying out, which is why PennDOT went ahead and planned to put the bypass over that land. But when they actually got the money to start working on it, they discovered that those monitors were incorrect. But that still is a buildup of this fly ash over the years. Is it, it not? It is. It is. But no, listen. Let me finish. It is. But to your point, if it had been as dry as it was supposed to be, you could have put the bypass over it. But the fact of the matter is that that stuff is there because it was we burned coal all those years. Right, but there's no, no there, there's no harm to it. I mean, it's being properly treated. It's it's dra- it's not causing an issue. Back in the day when it was there was a lot of water in it, you, the municipalities had to have a flood plan in case the dam broke. But you right, know now right. it's dry. It's dry enough that that's not an issue. But it's not dry enough to build build a road on it. But apparently it is dry enough that someone Talon Energy, I believe, is proposing to put uh, solar panels on the land. So apparently it's good for some things, just not a highway. And but but uh, but clean coal, Joe. Come on. <laughs> I'm in favor of clean now, now, coal. That was, was that not uh, one of uh, President Trump's re-election campaign? Sure what? was, and I think he. I think it's a good idea. We we should be. We're, we're talking about investing in all this other technology. Want to invest in trying to make coal cleaner to use? We have a lot you can't of it. Make coal clean. That's why. Well, that's what you say under today's technology, but, you know, years ago they said you couldn't fly. Man couldn't fly. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. All right, and Joe's an expert on coal, uh, too. It sounds so. like fly and fly ash are, are kind of coming head-to-head here, Joe. But for anyone <laughs> to say that, you know, in the last 50 years it was Republicans who cleaned things up, let's be honest. Okay. Okay. Yes, well said, Aaron. Thank you so much for calling. You believe what you want to believe. (laughs) No, I will look at the political record, Joe. We'll see who voted for what over the last 50 years as far as cleaning up the environment. Okay. It's there on the record. Look at it. Yeah, let's bring Senator Curtis. Big business, Republicans always have been for big business and to age with the environment and interfere with big business. Let's and, just face it. Okay. And, you know, if we're going to go back 50 years, we can talk about who blocked the Voting Rights Act and who voted, who, who stopped civil and we rights. we talk about blocking the court. And <laughs> Mike talked about uh, also stacking the court. Let's see who blocked, uh, you know, President Obama's uh, appointee to the Supreme Court until, until the change of the election. Who blocked that? Talk about stacking the court. It's been the Republicans stacking the court. No, right. the Republicans have been filling vacancies. Thank you so much. <laughs> Vacancies which existed only because they blocked the vote until things changed, right? 
Yep. Well, you admitted one. that only with our one. conversation before, and you said you did not agree with it. I the didn't. The facts are the facts. I didn't. Only one, though. The Republicans had the ones that stacked the court. Only one, though, Eric. The others were, <laughs> were legitimate vacancies. You're right. That's not stacked. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. Or nine, whatever Appreciate the call. Take care, Eric. All right, Bill. Thank you. It is a political nut day here, and Lance is waiting, so stand by, Lance. We'll Speaking be right back. Speaking of nuts, Lance is on the phone. Okay. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark on the topic of the environment uh, and uh, Republicans uh, being perpetrators of pollution. We'll have to bring in Senator Franklin Curry again, a great Democratic state senator. Frank did a lot. Fought for environmental yes, laws Frank did. in Pennsylvania. That is the general topic of the text in front of you, Joe. It says, let your caller understand the West Branch is not the North Branch, and he should also understand that history shows Republicans have come, uh, republics have come and gone throughout history, and there are strong correlations between what's happening now in America and what has happened in the past. All right. Uh, Lance, thanks for being patient. You're on the mark. you got another minute. Okay. Uh, anyway, you know, Frank Curry's old place on Wild Hill has a Trump flag flying in the yard. It does. Uh, anyway. That's funny. And what I talk about here is, uh, you know, I'm not a very smart man, of course, but why would bacteria on Mars be considered proof of life when a heartbeat on Earth is not? Kind of a neat question, really. In what and, way? Uh, <laughs> well... It's not life. Heartbeat isn't a life here, but on Mars, bacteria is. Doesn't correlate, does it very well? I didn't think it did. Okay. But uh, uh, anyway, if I had been a slaveholder years ago, I would have wanted my slaves counted at least six people apiece. Think of all the representation I would have had. Something to think about. Okay. okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much for calling in. I appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565, upper right-hand corner, please, Joe. All right. Doug says, people were over with COVID, so now it's the Delta variant. OMG. Let's change the name a little and try to scare anyone who hasn't been vaccinated yet. Most people that have yet to get the jab don't want to get it. Why do they want everyone to get this? Young people and children aren't at great risk. Those of us who had COVID have natural antibodies, but no matter, get the shot, they say. Why? I was at a reunion this past weekend, over 100 people together, and I feel comfortable saying that no one there has been vaccinated. If you believe the media, most of us should have been dead by now. The scare tactics will never end, but people are waking up and seeing that something else is going on. Signed, Doug. Well, this relates to what I was talking about. You know, he hears factual information or false information, whatever it is, and is scared by it. But most people aren't afraid. And I think, uh, you know, you just have to study as much as you can about this. Get the vaccination if you think that's appropriate or don't get it. Most people around here have not gotten it. So they, you know, they've studied sufficiently, they feel. And and many people have done what Doug described. They've had big crowded events. I mean, look at all the concerts and activities and festivals and airplane rides meetings from Dallas or from Austin, meetings Texas. Meetings that have happened. Yes, with, with very low numbers of COVID spread. I think Except just, the airplane rides from We just from had, what, Austin. six cases in Snyder County? Out of all those people, just six cases. So, you know, that's not really too bad. So uh, I think people not getting the vaccination are in a sort of a safe holding pattern now, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't be afraid of it, but of course I'm not afraid of information either, so that's a slight difference. Oh, implying I am? 
No, no, I'm just... <laughs> We've both been vaccinated. You, I think you've studied this sufficiently. You're pretty informed on this. Uh, now, I think there's a story that you have in front of you that we oh, this is definitely great. need to discuss here today. It's I mean, just it's... a couple sentences, but it says a lot. Uh, a beach handball team has been fined for not wearing tiny bikinis. Now, this comes from CBS, but really all the global media is talking about it. When was the last time you heard of someone getting in trouble for wearing too much at the beach. How about Norway's women's beach handball team? Now, this is not an Olympic team, but this is a beach handball team as part of a competition that's done primarily in Europe. I guess this is like a combination of soccer and handball and um, volleyball combined together. And it's done on a beach. And the Hence the name. Yes. The women's beach handball team was fined $2,000 each for each player for wearing tie, for, for wearing shorts instead of the small bikini bottoms that are required by the league. The bathing suits are part of the tournament's official uniform, even though the men simply wear shorts to play the game. But the organization says they're going to look at this rule to see what uh, why the women were fined and why they have this rule. But I, I think it's, you know... Well, it's then just, why did they find them if they're going to review it? Well, the, <laughs> the president of the organization says they're going to review it. But in the meantime, they are definitely in violation. And so they are going to be fined $2,000 each. So do you think Donald Trump had something to do with this? <laughs> a sexist <laughs> law, that, a holdover law in Europe? I would think this would be something that even escaped his firm grasp. Well, let's face it. I mean, you talk about something that apparently on its surface is very sexist. You know, unless there is some physical reason why men can wear shorts and women can't to play the same game, it would sound to me like they were just trying to provoke the purient interests of males watching the females play the game. Well, that's it. They got kind of got caught uh, doing that, I think, you know, with this kind of thing, because you have uh, it's just women that are required. And they even have the, not only do they have to wear a bikini bottom, but it has to be it has to go up at least five centimeters on the side so that that uh, more of the hip is showing, and the strap <laughs> on the side can't be any more than four inches wide. Well, now, that's very specific. Yes, very specific bikini. But I think, you know, men promulgate these rules so that they can keep, you know, gawking at women. And the women say that they, this particular team says they don't like it because it actually hampers their movement because they're worried about, the, you know, the fact that people are gawking at their, uh, their parts during these times. <laughs> and they also say there's a menstrual situation that it becomes cumbersome under these cases because the bikini is not enough. So the women wore shorts and got in hot water. But then in order to advance and to get the bronze medal, they did come back in bikinis so that they could finish the tournament. I see. So they knuckled under. I guess you could say that, but they wanted to, you know, they wanted to come home with the bronze that they uh, had a chance to compete for. So I think they just said, look, we've made our point. We'll pay this silly fine. It's obviously, this is clearly sexist. I mean, there's no, it's, you're not going to be able to defend it athletically, but... Um, so well, suppose, what do you think would happen if, uh, let's say, uh, women were running the country or the Norway or this, uh, this athletic group, and they decreed that the men had to wear thongs, but women could wear shorts? Do you think there'd be an outrage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but their r viewing ratings would plummet. I guarantee <laughs> nobody <they> would. <laughs> People would pay to call not pay TV. I would pay to make sure that that's not on my TV. Well, I mean, you know, th this kind of thing is just stupid on the surface. Right. 
You know, I like, well, look at uh, beach volleyball. Now, the girls there all wear bikinis. Right. Well, the Olympics. But I think you, you, you'll start to see that reexamined and changed. You know, is it really necessary? I, I think the, uh, or the the woman president described, in, it was in the New York Times, so, you know, take it as you will. But the woman president of this organization said these rules harken back to the fact that they were trying to as closely imitate beach play as it was happening in smaller tournaments already. So, of course. You know, in the, at that time, in actual beach play, um, the women that they were emulating from those early days were wearing bikinis, and the men were wearing bathing suits. Just trunks. out of curiosity, from a time standpoint, what are the early days of beach handball? Uh, uh, she didn't actually say, <laughs> but I don't think it's been around that long. I don't. I've never even heard of it. I've heard of beach volleyball, but never beach handball. Well, and I, I isn't handball played against a wall? Uh, yeah, American handball is. Well, maybe international handball, but this is beach handball, which is a little bit different. I guess. I, I've How only different bo- is it? I've only read up on this today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about it yesterday. But Well, uh, I mean, girls from Norway are probably very statuesque and very blonde and very uh, comely, if you will. So watching them run around and uh, in bikinis well, yeah, wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world well, the for the who, eyes. And the men who started the league said, oh, let's codify this. Let's say that you have, if you're a girl, you have to wear a bikini. And, and the guys, well, we don't want to see what they got, so they can wear shorts. Right, yeah, no uh, <laughs> no exposures necessary. Oh, this is, this is not definitely going to provoke an international incident, no doubt about it. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we'll take your call related to the beach bikini controversy that's going around the world because the Norway girls' handball beach team declined one time to wear bikinis, instead wore shorts, and, of course, that caused a major kerfluffle among the male-dominated sports. Uh, Joe, please read this good email and we'll take the break. 1-800-795-9565 if you'd like to weigh okay, in on Okay, but we already topic. read it if you want me to oh, read it again. We? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was a new one. Never mind. Okay. Short-term well, memory got so excited about thinking about these girls in their bikini bottoms that you lost track of where we are in the show. I have a great story about girls who were fined for bikini bottoms. Oh, you <laughs> must tell me about it after we take the break. <laughs> One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five, and we'll play a great exchange between Rand Paul. <laughs> no, just kidding. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. So Kevin is telling us the origins of beach handball. And one of our listeners sends me a text and says not all volleyball leagues require 
bikinis anymore. But Kevin says that it was codified or it was founded in 1899 or well, toward, the 19, the, yeah, toward the end of the century. Toward the end of the century. Yeah, now, now, this is team handball. And I this bet is you, a little bit different. And I bet you the ladies' version, if they played it back then, didn't play it in <laughs> bikini bottoms. But, but keep in mind, we're talking about team handball here as opposed to beach handball, which obviously is played on a beach. It, it's, it's a variation of the sport that you will see in the next couple of weeks in Tokyo, assuming the games go off as planned. No net, though, right? No, there is a net. No, there's a goal. What does the goal look like? To be a better person. Oh, <laughs> different, different goals. I'm not exactly sure the sizing of the goal, uh, but it, it's actually it's actually quite popular in Europe. Now, is this ball hard? I played it in high school. Team handball. beach, you played beach. We played handball in high okay. school, but not beach handball. Uh, no, not beach handball. Well, handball hard ball is. <laughs> and nobody hard wants to see this in a bikini short. I can tell you that right now. I so. don't think we even want to see you in regular shorts. But keep on going. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I'll tell you what. When you watch it, it is an extremely fast sport. I mean, and they are not. It, it's. I guess the best way to put it would be it's like lacrosse without the sticks and nets at the end. All right. So, do you think there is a practical reason? require women to wear bikini bottoms while playing this sport. Well, this brings up an interesting question. I mean, does it I don't know that it enhances the athletic ability at all to have a bikini short or have the bicycle style shorts that that Mark was talking about. The real question is does this set an interesting precedent with the 2020 uh, slash 2021 Tokyo Games getting underway for beach volleyball, which the women do wear bikini shorts. Right. right. And some women have the New York Times, which is the only article I read, so I'll keep coming back to them, pulled different women beach players for different games and different sports. Some like wearing shorts and some like bikinis. You know, so you can't say universally that the bikini enhances or doesn't enhance. Different women said they have a different view on Okay, so isn't this like in, if it were high school sports that you mandated that girls who play softball, let's say, have to wear shorts as opposed to the regular baseball-type pants that we've come to accept? I mean, if there is no logical reason for them to be required to wear scantily, uh, scanty clothing... Joe, go back, go back, <laughs> go back to the forties, and the uh, and the first versions and and of the uh, All American Girls Professional Baseball League. Well, yeah, they wore they didn't wear they shorts. wore skirts they wore skirts right, but they didn't wear shorts. Or they they, wear they were pretty bottoms. short. <laughs> I mean, they had a they, their their uh, their slogan was "dirt in the skirt." Dirt in the skirt. <laughs> well, and girls wear. Long pants now as part of the baseball uniform because of sliding and things. Right? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah, and they didn't do that in the in the uh, All American Girls Professional Baseball League, which, by the way, has a very good spot in Cooperstown in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Hmm. Well, I still think that there, this is obviously a chauvinistic. Shout out to Salty Ferguson. Mm-hmm. This by is the way. chauvinistic, you know, to require women to wear scanty clothing or skimp, skimpy clothing in order to appeal to men's purient interests. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. The obvious objective here is to say we got to bring in people that watch this sport. We're going to bring in men because going to make the girls wear these really short bikinis, and, and they can sit there and drool over the. Yeah, when, over the, when Hooters did it, they were frowned upon. But the beach handball league is becoming more popular globally. <laughs> I, I watch beach volleyball because I know it's not something I could ever play, and I watch uh, I watch very talented athletes playing a very athletic sport. 
Well, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, right. He reads the articles <laughs> in Playboy. <too>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only you two would have taken it there. <laughs> but well, quick shout out uh, uh, to uh, Salty Ferguson, who was a member of the Rockford Peaches. Right. And that was the team featured in the movie. That was one of the teams featured in uh, A League of Their Own. Right. I always remember the classic line from Tom Hanks, there's no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Is Tom there, Hanks was outstanding in that, by is the there way. Cr- is there crying in uh, women's... Beach handball. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know I would be crying if I got hit by one of those handballs. I can yeah, tell you that right these, now. <laughs> these, these players are tough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it actually enhances anybody's athletic ability uh, in the difference between the bicycle type shorts and the, and the bikini type shorts. If you could say that, that that's the only argument I think you could make, and I don't think it's there. Well, and I think, just my uh, opinion, as uh, Dr. Fauci pointed out, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Because, of course, Joe and I didn't know a clue about sports, and so you came in to help us with that. But we don't know what it's like at all to describe how it is to be an, a female athlete at all. We no, don't know what we're talking we about. We can pretty easily determine when something appears to be unfair on the surface, and this does. Right. Well, yeah, it's not unfair on the I surface. Support, <laughs> I support the girls of Norway. This is unfair all the way through. That's plainly obvious. Thank you so much, Kevin. Women's Thanks, tennis Kevin. actually changed the, the type of, the, of what they can allow to Did wear, they? too. Yeah, miniskirt are going bye-bye. And tomorrow's big question is, what do the Scots really wear under their kilts? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.